Welcome to the 313 Men, Money, and Marriage podcast, where facts, logic, and reasoning are at the forefront of every conversation. And in this episode, we're just going to do a question and answer session. And this is just basically some of the listeners who had questions about the show. I'm going to answer them. I'm going to read them here on the podcast, and I'm just going to answer each question that was sent in. And some of these questions were also from people who I know who just sent me a text or something to that effect. And then we're going to go into talking about what's going to be heading up for the next season, the second season. So sit back, relax, and enjoy as we do a question and answer session about the 313 Men, Money, and Marriage podcast. Welcome back to the 313 Men, Money, and Marriage podcast. And like I said earlier in the intro, we're just going to answer some questions that people sent in or just told me in passing if I saw them or sent me a text message. These are questions that people have just had some, were pertaining to the show, basically what's going on with the show. And so I'm going to answer those questions. And then at the end, we're just going to talk about some of the things that we're going to be doing in season two. There are going to be some changes in there. So I just want to give you a heads up to what to expect as we go forward. Our listenership is doing pretty good considering we're a new podcast and we've done very little marketing, but I'm going to get into that when I go into season two, talk about season two, how we're going to make some changes. So the very first question I just want to read here, it just says here, first, let me say I love the podcast. I think your best episodes are when you have guests. In the future, do you plan on having more guests? And the answer to that question is yes. Uh, What sometimes happens is when you're a new podcast and you try to get people to come on, sometimes people get cold feet, especially there's been instances where there's some people who have never done a podcast before. So it's, it's a, you know, most people will get a little nervous and, you know, decide to back out. But in this particular situation, we're going to have more. Now, there are situations that have come up like today on this particular podcast, I was going to have someone come on and just read the questions to you. And I was just going to answer them, but they just happened to get sick this week and they didn't want to come over if they were sick. So I decided to say, OK, don't worry about it. You'll just come on an, another podcast on a later episode. So I just decided I'd do this solo. So those are certain things that happen and scheduling conflicts also pop up where you want to record somebody, have them come on. But then things have changed where it's, it's, they just can't do it for whatever reasons. And that's just part of the course, especially with a brand new podcast. And now as the the show is getting more traction a little bit and I'm starting to get more listeners, more people are listening and that will help maybe drive drive the point to where more guests will come on. So, but our goal is to get more guests on. And that's why you see, sometimes you've seen like Marcus Cotton has been on a couple of times and Judy Winbush has been on three times. And that's just simply because some of the other guests have backed out and it isn't just, I would, they would have been on anyway, but there would have been more other episodes where I would have had more guests. So that's going to change. Like I said, a little bit more as we go into the next season. The next question is says here, why did the, why did you call the podcast the three thirteen men, money and marriage? Does the what does the number three thirteen mean? Does it have any significance? Well, that's pretty. I've answered this question before, but I don't know if I answered it on one of the podcast episodes. It's called the three thirteen because I knew when I was first starting the podcast, I wanted it to be about men, money, and marriage. 
And I gave you all the reasons why I wanted to talk about this topic early on. But what I noticed is whenever I would do a search for podcasts or a Google podcast search, and I just typed in men, money and marriage, 70 to 80 different shows would pop up with that in the title. So I felt if I had just that there, it would have got confused and lumped in with so many different shows. There's no way you would be able to really find me because my show could be on the second or third page. If you're trying to find it, like say in a Google search or something like that. But what I noticed is that if I put numbers in front of men, money and marriage, it would pop up right away. So once you type in the 313 and you just put men after the 313, my show pops up on the first page. So what does the 313 stand for? What's the significance? Well, it's very simple. There are three words in the title, men, money, marriage. Those are the three words. That's what the three stands for. The 13 M just happens to be the 13th letter of the alphabet. So that's where the 13 comes from. And the last thing was the very first episode that was released on the podcast was released on 313, which was March the 13th. So that's what that's where the number 313 comes from. That's the significance of it. It's nothing too fancy, but it's just the way how all that lined up. So the good news is, is that if you type in the 313 and just the word men, sometimes sometimes you can just type in the, the 313 and it pops up on the first page. So it makes it easier to find me. If you were to do a Google search and that's what you want to get, you want to be on that first page of a Google search. And so I've been fortunate enough to have that happen. So that has driven listenership because when people type that in and they see it, it usually brings them to the website and my website listens. I've jumped up ever since I've got, you know, started the website. So that's been a big plus. The next question here is, Often you refer to other episodes when you are talking about a specific topic or are you trying to make when you're trying to make a point? Do you have a favorite episode? Well, that's a good question. What I will tell you is I don't necessarily have a favorite episode. What I will tell you is that what happens sometimes is the episodes that I thought would do really well that I put like more energy in and I thought I put more work involved in it. Those are the episodes that sometimes don't do well numbers wise. And then the episodes that I do where I think, well, I just put it together, you know, relatively quickly and and I just put it out there. Those are the episodes sometimes that do really well. But if I were to say I had a favorite one, that's kind of hard. I think, you know, it's funny. I the one that is a lot of people really like is the one I'll call your twenties. And that was the second one I ever recorded. And I didn't even really think that was a big deal, but people tend to love that episode. It gets a lot of listens and it surprises me. The next one that gets a ton of listens is the father's day episode that I did with my pastor and Marcus came on that time. People tend to love that episode. I, I literally get people sending me text messages about that episode all the time. And uh, it's still getting a lot of listens to this day. So I, I'll see sometimes where a few people listen to it over the course of the day. And that episode came out on Father's Day or the day before Father's Day. So that one gets a lot of attention. And another one that gets a lot of attention is the one that I recorded with Judy Winbush called Don't Let Money Ruin Your Marriage. That one also did uh, very well with the numbers. And so you never really know what the outcome is going to be on an episode, but Sometimes the ones that you don't think are going to do well, do well. And sometimes the ones you think are going to do well, don't do well. And that's just how this works. It's an experiment, especially with this first season, because I didn't know 
what people want to listen to or what people liked. And that's just how it goes. But I really can't say that I have one favorite one per se. I think the ones that most of the other people liked, like those three that I mentioned, tend to do really well and people tend to like them the most. And I kind of like them too. But I also liked the one where I said the 80, the, the 80, 20 principle, using it to help you get better relationship outcomes. Again, that one didn't do well numbers wise, but that's one of my favorites because I think if people listen to that episode and go through it again, I really believe they would have a much better, much better success in dating in, in modern te- in today's modern dating market. If they would just, you know, heed some of the information I put out on that episode. So there is no, like I said, no favorite, but those are the ones that I think uh, tend to garner a lot of attention, with the exception of that last one, which I said didn't get a lot of listens, but is one of my favorites. The next question is, this isn't a question, but more of an observation. Why do you always say with this being the case or that being said, can you come up with another phrase? Now, that is very, very funny. I have had a, a family member said the exact same thing. And this was a totally different person said, asked this question. So I think it was fine. Kind of funny. I realize I'm saying it now more because it's been brought to my attention, but I still end up saying it sometimes. And I don't know why I say it. I will try and come up with a different phrase instead of saying with that being said, or is that being the case? I'm going to try and come up with something different, but for some reason that keeps popping up and I'm, I'm doing the best I can to stop saying that phrase, but it's easier sometimes said, then done and it's just a habit more than anything else I guess it's another it's a transition where I'm trying to go from one point to another but I can come up with other transition words this is my first time and what I wanted to let other people know is I said it in the very first episode I'm used to public speaking I'm used to speaking in front of groups running seminars talking in classes and different things like that talking in front of a microphone and there's nobody there to see your reaction it's a little different and it's, it's taken me a while to get the hang of this a little bit. And I'm still a little rough around the edges. So, cause I can't get any feedback. I'm not getting any feedback from the audience until after it's been recorded and people hear it. So you don't really know if you're doing good or bad. And I'm glad the people bring up things like this when they, they say things like this, cause then that's something that I can work on and try and get better. But that's just a little bad, I guess, of a habit that I have. And I'm going to try and break that particular habit. So we'll work on that in the next season. The next question is, how come you don't talk about your marriage on a podcast? Are you ever going to have your wife on an episode? <laughs> now, that's a good question. I actually do talk about my marriage uh, on a podcast. There have been several instances where I talked about different things that we did and uh, certain ways we handled certain situations. But I do it sort of more in passing. It's not that it's, I'm keeping it secret or anything like that. But we do talk about certain things that... I talk about how my wife does a lot of things uh, differently than I do when it came to finances, but we still make it work and how we, how we handle our situations, you know, with the children and different things like that. But my wife doesn't, she's sort of, I I guess the word I would use is microphone shy and she just doesn't want to come on and talk. and, And the majority of the time when I'm recording the episode, she's dealing with the children and are usually cooking and preparing the meal for the, the evening. She's a very good cook, so she's doing that. So a lot of times when I'm recording, she she's not able to come up and record anyway. But I am going to try and get her on in the second season for at least a few minutes. So she will be able to come on at some point. But 
that's part of the reason why she is a little microphone shy. So she's not, she always says that she doesn't like the way her voice sounds, but I don't like the way my voice sounds on the microphone either. So we'll try. We're going to work and see if we can get her on in the second season for a little bit. The next question is in the female and male prime years episode, you said that women who have children will have a hard time getting married. Do you have data to back that up that statement? In addition, I know several women who got married after having children. I think you should reconsider that statement that you made. Well, that's a good point. The truth is, I didn't necessarily make that statement. I didn't say that women will have a hard time getting married. I said it will be a little bit more difficult than if they did not have children. And I was specifically talking about, say, children, if you had children out of wedlock versus if you were married and got divorced and then had children. And the, the reason why I was saying that was because when women are going into the dating market, and let's just say they're in their 30s, and let's just say they have two children, they're competing against women who have no children. And if the guy doesn't have children, he's more likely going to pick a woman who doesn't have children also. Be, not just because he's being uh, selfish or anything like that. It's just that if he doesn't have to deal with another man who has children that will have some say over what goes on in his house, he's probably going to want to have, you know, not want to do that. And there are men, there obviously are exceptions to the rule. So I'm not saying that this is across the board true because it's not. But majority of the time, men, when given an option, a woman with children, if everything is everything being equal, He's going to most likely pick the woman with no children just simply because he doesn't have to deal with any other outside influence on his home. Now, obviously, there are situations where men will marry a woman with children and they may not have children at all. I know several men who've done that. And not only have I known them to do it, the marriages have lasted. I know a couple of people who are still married and they got married before I did. So. It does work in, in certain situations. What I was saying is that it just makes it harder. So what I was just trying to convey in that episode was that women in your 20s, the decisions that you're making in your 20s are affecting your 30s, 40s, 50s. So the point was try not to make some of those decisions. Try not to make some of those 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 mistakes or, or you, some may not call it a mistake at all, but it's going to have a consequence. And the consequence is you're going to be competing against women who might be younger than you and do not have children. And so you're going to have to outperform them. That's where the, the disconnect kind of might come into effect. Because some women think that, oh, if I have children, I'm say like in my early 30s, the other women I'm going to be competing against also have children. And that's not the case. Because in that female male prime years, I was saying that when men get in their 30s, they're in their prime now. And when they're in their prime, they have more choices. So they get to pick from a bigger pool of women. An eligible bachelor, a man 35 years old, not married, is a very eligible bachelor. He has choices and options, so he can exercise them. And that's all that is. It's nothing personal or anything about it. Just women, just be aware of that. That's all. And so that was a good, hard question, and I appreciate that one. That was good. I had, this is the next question. I had difficulty leaving a voice message on the link that was in the show notes. Is there another way that I can leave a message about the episode? The answer to that question is yes. 
There is another way you can leave a message. If you go, if you, in the show notes, I leave the website on there. Click on the website. When you pull up the website, you will see a small microphone in the right-hand side of the screen. It's usually in the bottom right. If you click on that microphone with your cell phone, you can leave a voice message. You will have to speak clearly and speak loudly because I've had a couple people leave messages where I could barely hear them because they were talking. Either the phone was too far away. But if you put the microphone up near your mouth when you're speaking and leave the message and talk clearly, it will come through. So you can leave a voice message that way. Truth be told is I would like for more people to leave voice messages because I can implement those voice messages in the show. I can retake those recordings and put it right into the show. It's not that hard at all. But some people aren't. Some people just have been leaving like an email message type thing, which is fine. And either way is fine. But that's what you have to remember. If you can't, if it's not working with that link uh, that it says you can leave a message on, go to the website, click on the website, and you can absolutely leave a message that way. Another question here is, it says here, on the episode, should I marry a woman with children? Why didn't you have any women with children as guests? <laughs> That's a good question. There was one person who was going to come on who was a single mom who did have a child, but they backed out sort of last minute, and I did want to have them on. Now, I'm going to sort of do a part two to that episode and they're going to make sure that there will be women representative represented on the episode who are kind of going through something similar to that. It's just like I said, in the first season, it's very hard to line up guests, especially it's because the podcast is brand new. So, but I did have someone who I did want to have come on, but like I said, they backed out sort of last minute. The way it works, usually if I ask a person to come on as a guest, I tell them, hey, you can come on as a guest. Here's the deal. This is what we're going to talk about. Two days prior to the show, I send them a text message and I say, if you still want to do the show, we'll do it. If not, now's the time to basically back out. And that person just sent me a text and said, I changed my mind. I don't want to do it. That's fine. That's just how it goes. It's no big deal. And we just move on. So I ended up doing that show by myself. And that's just how that worked. It wasn't because I didn't try. It's just because that person didn't want to do it. And that was that. So... In the future, we are going to try and have someone on to represent that particular episode. And we'll do it kind of like as a part two. And we'll just, we'll, we'll try and have women on. Now, there's another question that I'm not going to really delve deep into it because it might take too long, but I'll just touch on it. Basically, I'm not going to read it verbatim, but someone had said that in the episode when I said the dad's influence on his children's lives, this, this person has a sort of an objection to it because they said I said from the dad's role is more prominent from the ages of about seven to 18 and they take more of a primary role. And that, and there's their argument was that it's pretty much equal at that point And that women's have a more primary role overall. And it's not a competition with it. I said that based upon, especially when it comes to boys and girls, but with boys, they learn through imitation and copy. And if the father is not there, they're going to copy the next adult that's in and around them. So an example would be they would copy mom because there's no dad there or they're going to learn from the streets. So one good example that I'll give is that I had a friend of mine. We were talking 
about the exact same topic about dad's influence on the children's lives and everything like that. And we had a conversation and one guy brought up, he says, you know, that's really interesting because when I was growing up, me and my brother were raised, you know, my dad was in the house and we, we spent the night over my cousin's house and my cousin did not have a father in the home. And he said, when we ended up taking showers and we got out the showers, we wrapped the towel around our waist. Me and my brother did. But when my cousin got out the shower, he wrapped the towel up around underneath his arms. And we had to explain to him that, no, you're a boy. Only girls wrap the towel up around their arms. And what the boy was basically doing was copying the next adult. And that's what, how women got out the shower. He was just copying his mom. And so that's what we were getting at. The father's influence, having that influence on a child. And with the girls, too, and, and just to let you know with the girls, dad, how dad treats women in relationships is generally how they learn how to be treated in a relationship. If not, they're going to get a, a, usually a bad outcome. It might be an abusive relationship. There might be all kinds of things going on. So that's why it's very important to have dad around because he teaches them how to be treated by a man, by his example. In the Father's Day episode, you remember my pastor, Dr. Charles Lewis, saying that things are better caught than taught. And what he's basically saying is by modeling behavior, the children will pick up on how you model behavior. So if dad is home and he's very affectionate towards the mom, they will expect that type of treatment when women grow up and become adults. So that's all that, that's all that it was. I'm not saying that one parent is better than the other or more important. I'm just saying that significance during that period of time is very important. All right. We're done with all the questions. So I'm just going to go into talk about what we're going to do in season two and it's only take a couple minutes and then we should be done in season two. We are going to try and book more guests. We're going to be doing a little bit more changing to the equipment coming up. Maybe not in the first couple of episodes, but I'm going to get some things to make the microphone sound even better than what they sound. So the sound quality I've been told is really good, but we're going to try and make it excellent. So I'm going to do some things to try and boost the sound and make it even better. In addition to that, in addition to that, we're going to start experimenting with video. And the way that's going to work is not every episode, but there are going to be certain episodes that are going to be video. Now, if you have Spotify, you'll be able to watch the entire video because it'll be on Spotify where you can watch the video version of the podcast. If you don't have Spotify, there might be little clips. And what we will do is either they will be posted to uh, my Facebook page or they will be posted onto, say, a YouTube channel. And they'll just be like one and two minute clips about the podcast. And that's, again, just to help increase the drive, the drive the, uh, the listenership up. So that will also help. So there's going to be some episodes that are recorded video and then they will be posted on, like I said, you'll be able to watch the entire thing on Spotify. And then if you don't have Spotify and you just might want to watch a clip, there'll be a YouTube channel. I'm going to try and title the YouTube channel, the title of the podcast, and we'll go from there. But that's going to be something that we're going to experiment with in the next season in season two. Also, we're going to, like I said, we're going to try and get more guests on different types of guests. We're going to also have some of the guests that were on first season are going to come on in second season. So, for instance, in the investing in finance episode, when Desmond Douglas, the financial advisor, was on in the first season, he's going to be on the very probably going to be the first uh, recording of the second season. He's going to probably be on the first episode. So we're going to have some people who were on before, but we're also going to have some new people. So that should be pretty exciting. And in addition, besides the video recording, we are going to make the sound. We're going to even try and make the podcast sound even better. And that would, that's my goal is I want to deliver quality content over a long period of time. 
When I say that I'm in this for the long haul, most podcasts, it takes a long time for them to get enough traction and listenership to start to get popular. Truth be told, majority of the time, most podcasts have to get somewhere near 100 episodes before they start to really gain a lot of traction. We're doing relatively well, and we only have 22, 23 episodes up. I think we have 23. So that's good. And like I said, our goal is to, once we get to about 50 or 60, I think we should start to see a little bit more movement. And then when we get anywhere near 100, I think we'll be golden. Everything should be working out perfectly, because by that point, I'll have this all figured out. Because this first season was just more of an experiment. I was just winging it. Now I'm learning a little bit more, so the episode should start to get better. Now, I'm not going to say with that being said, but we are going to wrap up because usually that's when I say with that being with that being said or with that being the case. So I'm not going to say that. We're just going about to wrap up. And I would just like to say to the audience, please continue to listen. I really enjoy having a lot of feedback. People have been coming up to me that know me who've listened to the podcast say, oh, that is really, really good. It's about time. I've also had some people tell me that the uh, this podcast is really needed, like more people should be listening to it. And they, they think that the, what we're the topics that we're talking about are very, very important. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to do this, because I noticed that there is a huge, huge disconnect in what what people are wanting versus what they're getting. And there's got to be a way where we can make that better. So that's the whole purpose of this podcast is to try and make things a little bit better. And if you keep listening and just tell your friends about it, share an episode with them, tell them which one you like and have them listen to it. I don't care if they listen to an old one, new one. It doesn't matter to me one way or the other, but, and just have them subscribe. So example, if you're on Google podcast, you can hit the subscribe button, subscribe button, Apple, just hit the plus button, the follow button, Spotify, just hit the follow button, but subscribe. And that's what counts. It's not necessarily sometimes about the listeners. It's about how many subscribers you have. And I have done pretty well in certain areas with subscriptions and, one thing that's happening is one we're going to do a promotion on one of the podcast channels. And so that should also drive some more subscribers as well. So like I said, we're going to be doing some changes coming forward in season two, and it should be pretty fun. The next episode for season two will drop at its normal time. So it's not going to be any different to, to, to you. It's going to be the same thing. It's just going to drop next Saturday and that won't change. That should all stay the same. So what I'm going to do is, I, like I said, I want to say thank you. Go to the website, leave a voicemail, leave a review. Several people have left reviews. Leave a voice message. Use that website. It's there for you. So you can easily, if you want to archive and listen to some of the older episodes on the website, you can. That's perfectly fine. And we are going to continue to, the website's going to be up for the, all throughout the whole second season. So we're not going to take it down at all. So please continue to listen. Like I said, subscribe. Pass on the message to your friends, and we're going to do some things to make the podcast better. So I'm going to say good night, and I will see you second season.